Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. We so hope you enjoy this message. It is uh, two weeks past Easter so far, and this is one of the most exciting times in the church. Jesus has raised from the dead, and he was hung out and ate. He stayed a while. He ate some plate lunch and some poke with over 500 people. Over 500 people saw Jesus and hung out with him. And the Bible says when he was raised from the dead by the Spirit of God, right, he, he said, I'm going to send you guys another comforter, the advocate, a friend, a counselor, and he's going to give you power. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is going to be available to you. Are you excited? And we live in the same age as this. We live in the New Testament, the New Covenant. And 2,023 years ago, right, it changed the course of history. It changed everything for everybody. And this is one of the biggest differences or the biggest marks of differences of Christianity. It's not so much that we have a way to get to heaven, like eternal life, and that's preached a lot, but is that heaven can fill us up with the Holy Spirit. You guys ready for that? Okay, we're starting a new series. This has been a long time coming, a new series called Holy Spirit Activate. Today is the first uh, one is called Holy Spirit Who? Holy Spirit Who? So on your notes here, Holy Spirit Who? And yeah, the Holy Spirit is not talked that much in church in general. Why? Because one, we know God, like God, he's the big guy. He's the creator. We see God. You read Genesis. God. The Holy Spirit is in Genesis too. But we know who God is. And then we know who Jesus is. Because we've seen the chosen videos, right? We've seen the movies. We've seen pictures. We read the New Testament. It's all about Jesus. We like Jesus. He's at Christmas time, baby Jesus. We come to church and Easter, Jesus. But we don't talk about the Holy Spirit. Because I'm not quite sure I understand the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Also because there's a, there's a lot when we do hear about the churches that talk about Holy Spirit, oftentimes, how do I say this nicely? Weird. This is weird. How many guys have just seen weird expressions of Holy Spirit? You've seen church milk on in, in the Instagrams, right? You've seen it. You know what I'm talking about. It's okay. It's church. It can be oftentimes really weird. You show up and it's like, shaka brada, shit about a Honda. Whoa. What are they talking about? Holy Spirit this, there's tambourines, there's flags, there's dancing. Some people be falling out. You see people weird hair. Wow, that's weird. And you see stuff. And they're not only in the church. You see a lot of the world kind of like mocks Holy Spirit stuff. Right? So 
we'll name our, our, our series Holy Spirit Activate because of a very famous little, little true story here. So this is on Great Family Show, Family Feud. Have you seen this video? This is going to be good. It's the only time. I don't mock a lot, but I do here. This is a good, good little. Okay. I'm going to ask you the same question. Good stuff here. Spirit, activate. Oh, no. Holy Spirit, mm, activate. 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 Mm. All right, let's go. Let's go. 11 years. All right. Never happened before. <laughs> right. Holy Spirit, activate. So what we're going to do, we're going to stand up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? So you see some weird stuff. So, so what happens is we have this, like, big, um, like, pendulum swing, right? We have the, the overemphasis in Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, activate. Right? Everything is Holy Spirit. The microphone turns off. Holy Spirit, activate. Settle down, auntie. Everything's Holy Spirit. It's like, it's all just God's Spirit. Woo! And it's overemphasis. Everything. Casting out demons out of everything. Holy Spirit, everything. And then on the other end over here, it's uh, Holy Spirit who? Right? God's going to speak to us. He's going to speak to us through the, through the Bible the word of God. This is God's word, typically more traditional church, God's word, and typically more like the evangelical, uh, like charismatic is God's spirit. So I want to kind of bridge maybe that gap and kind of land in this like a little bit, we might get a little strange and weird. We are strange anyway. I don't know that. But if you're a Christian and give your life to Jesus, we live a counterintuitive life than the rest of the world. That's, to me, we should be strange. It's strange to love your neighbors as yourself. It's strange to go through hard times and have a joy of the Lord. That's what I think. So we want to kind of uh, teach the full measure of the gospel because the in the beginning, right, Imago Dei, God created, he said, God, he said let us, Father, Son, Spirit, let us, let us create us in his image. So we're created in Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then Jesus came, and then he, when he baptized people, Jesus was baptized in the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. We baptize people in the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we want to disciple people in the Father, the Son, and who? the Holy Spirit. So what does the Holy Spirit got to do with me? Holy who? John 14, 16 to 17. Jasmine just read this. And I will ask the Father. So who's asking the Father? Jesus is asking the Father, and he will give you another advocate. Say advocate. An advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him or knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you, and I will be with you. So the Holy Spirit, we know, is not an it. The Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit can be grieved. The Holy Spirit's a friend and a counselor and a comforter. It is God in spirit form. So <clears throat> it says, John 14, 26, same uh, verse, same next, next uh, verse. But the counselor, say counselor, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. 
So we always know that the Holy Spirit is the teacher, not the person, me today, talking, right? And at the beginning of my sermons, which I'll do in a second, I always asked that the Holy Spirit would teach you because he's the teacher. And the Holy Spirit would translate my words and my lack of words, lack of education and ability to explain something because this is not just like an intellectual experience. It's not just good thoughts. It's we are here to hear from the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes the Holy Spirit will speak to you even through what, I'm, what the sermon is like not really saying. So, Pastor, that was good. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Yes, that's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit is the teacher. Because here it says, the counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. And there's a Greek word. I don't do a lot of Greek words here, but I did go to Bible college um, for a little bit. Well, you know my story. I'll tell you in a minute. Um, Learn some words. Parakletos, the, the paraclete. Para is like, with like parachurch, uh, a parachute, right? And it saved your life. Uh, para is with, and Kletos is called. So he's the, the person that's called to be with you, to be alongside of you, and to be inside of the believer. The Holy Spirit is your advocate. The Holy Spirit prays for you on your behalf. When you don't know how to pray, he prays for you. And we learn in Acts there's a spiritual prayer language and we'll get to that then later on, maybe, maybe. But then things get tricky when we talk about that kind of stuff, right? The Holy Spirit teaches you. So in, in, in just in church in general, if you, or if I had asked you, hey, who would you rather, who would you want to hang out with? Like, you could just be boys with and, and hang out with right now. Would you want to just hang out with like Jesus? Like Jesus or the Holy Spirit? Like who could be your friend? Jesus, you might choose like, well, this dude can go fishing with me and catch plenty of fish. He can go surfing, he can, he can walk on water, catch me get waves, he can get, get barreled, right? Like, I can just be in there, just, just standing there. Jesus, he's kind of the guy, okay? If uh, you have dinner and all you have is some water, he can work with that too. You know what I'm saying? Jesus, right? But this is what Jesus says. This is what Jesus says. John 16, 7. But very truly I tell you, it is good it is for your good that I am going away. Unless I go away, the advocate or the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the counselor, the power of God, God in spirit form, unless I go away, what? <clears throat> he will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So the Holy Spirit is called the promise of the Father. And Jesus said, it is better that I go away. You can imagine when Jesus raised from the dead and now he's hanging out with them. He breathed on them the spirit of God so they, their minds were open as we saw. I'm like, oh, you're the God. You're the Jesus in the old, this you. You're the Messiah. Yeah. And he's back. And they're like, well, hang out with us. They did not want Jesus to leave. You can only imagine the disciples, they are fired up, right? They're psyched. They're all, they're just hanging out. They're, they're just having a good time. And they, don't, they don't want Jesus to leave. But Jesus says, it is better for you. And he's speaking to us. He's better for you. It's better for me. It's better for you that Jesus goes away and sends 
the Holy Spirit. It's the best person of the Trinity to be with us, right? But many believers' lives don't look any different, though Jesus has promised the same power that raised him from the dead to live with us. Many people's lives, many believers' lives in church, it doesn't seem like they have tapped into this power. Their life may be seem dull, their prayers are dull, and there's no power. There's many people are still gripped by the same worries as the world is, the same anxieties, the same stresses. They're still chasing after the same things that the world is because there's a lack of power. <clears throat> many Christians live a spirit-less life, but we at Aloha, we say, hey, you know what? A full life, John 10, 10, full life, full and abundant life is a spirit-filled life. Turn to your neighbor and say, spirit-filled life. That's what God wants for you. <clears throat> but let me pause and pray. I forgot to pray. That's what I said I did. I'm like, this guy didn't even pray yet. Because this is, can be a very tricky subject, and there's a lot of tension in churches, and we've been praying for it, and uh, we've, been, we've been preparing as a church for it a lot. We've been trying to prepare you, like last week, like die, die to the project of self and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So Lord Jesus, we pray, we thank you that you're here in our midst. We thank you that you can fill this public school. You can fill our hearts. Lord, I pray that we become more hungry for your Holy Spirit. And Lord, for those in this room, including myself, that may be seeing some strange stuff, to say the least, that we wouldn't let that take away from all that you have for us, your promise. I want more of you in my life, Lord. And I pray that there are many people here today who are showing up because they want more. They don't want spirit-less lives. They want spirit-filled lives. We don't want our prayers to feel dull. We don't want to keep doing the things that we keep doing and just living a life that is, looks no different than our neighbors. So Lord, pray that you would be here in our midst and you would teach us about your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so a couple of things that's not on the notes yet. You're like, when are you going to get to the notes? I'll get to the notes at the very end. Save the best for last. So why do people, believers, live spirit-less lives and not spirit-filled lives? So there's two reasons why some of us, or just the church in general, live a spirit-less life and not a spirit-filled life. is because people are unaware. They're unaware of the Holy Spirit. They're, they didn't even know about the Holy Spirit. And this comes from the book of Acts. So five-minute geeking out Bible study in the book of Acts uh, <clears throat> there's a, a pre-runner to Paul who was, his name was Apollos. Say Apollos. Apollos was a very, very well-educated man, right? He was like a, he's on like the speaking tour and going around and educating churches and believers about John's baptism. John's baptism was about what? Repent and believe the kingdom of God is here. And John was a pre-runner to Jesus, said repent and believe. So a lot of people were getting saved. There's a lot of believers and they're hungry and, and, and ready. So let's look at who this Apollos guy was. 
Uh, Acts 18, verse 24 says, Meanwhile, a Jew named Apollos, a native of Alexandria, came to Ephesus. He was a learned man, so they give him credit. He was educated with a thorough knowledge of Scripture. So it says it twice. He had been instructed in the way of the Lord, and he spoke with great fervor and taught about Jesus accurately. So they're doubling down. Like, this guy is just not any just whatever, right? He's a very, he's, he's legit. He has some street cred. Taught Jesus accurately, though he only knew about the baptism of John. So baptism of John, Matthew 3, 11, right? I baptize you, and John baptized repentance and salvation. <clears throat> but he never moved on to what John was actually pointing to. Because John says, I baptize you with water, but John was saying, there's one who's coming I'm not worthy of, and he, Jesus, is going to baptize you with what? With the Holy Spirit and fire. Okay? So we see a lot of Holy Spirit, like the flame, the fire. So John was pointing to Jesus who's going to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and fire. But Apollos never kind of went, got that far. So then here's what happens in Acts 18. Aquila and Priscilla, Aquila and Priscilla said they took him aside and explained to him the way more accurately. Okay? So they filled in the gaps. Acts 19. This is, so this is what Paul does. So you get the picture. This is Apollos. He kind of gave him the truth, which is very true. Repent and be saved. That's a doctrine that many of us know. Repent and be saved. And then you're temptation, and then you're guilty, and repent, and then you go to church, and then you repeat the cycle. Get to heaven, get saved. That's good. Uh, many people might still be under that teaching today in America, especially in the West. Get saved. A lot of get saved. Gotta get saved. Get saved. Get saved. Get saved. Repent. Baptize. Boom, boom. We're good. So here's what Paul does. While Apollos was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at Ephesus. There he found some disciples. So Paul found some believers. And he asked them, this is what Paul asked them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? Paul's like, there might be something. I notice there's something missing here. Did you all receive the Holy Spirit when you got saved? And this is what they said. No. We didn't even hear the Holy Spirit. We're talking about Willis. So Paul shows up. He doesn't question if they're saved. He doesn't question if they love Jesus, if they've been baptized, if they're going to church, if they got WWJD bracelet on. But Paul notices something missing. Is like, huh, did you guys receive the Holy Spirit when you got saved? And what did they say? Holy Spirit who? I ain't heard of that. So what Paul does. So Paul then what baptism did you receive? John's baptism, they replied. Paul said, John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming and after him, that is, in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. When Paul placed his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in tongues and prophesied. And they were about 12 men in all. Okay, so you got to get the picture. Why do not a lot of people walk in the spirit-filled life? They're just unaware. 
I didn't even know who or how that works. And there's a large portion, I think, of people or churches operating under the teaching of Apollos. It's true. Repentance and save, got to get you to heaven. That's a very important doctrine. But there's also more. is like not just getting you into heaven, but what? Getting heaven into you is the power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say it like this. This is a good parent hack. A lot of parents with babies here. Here's what this is, you can like this. I have a son. I grandma, grandpa, aunties, uncles. They get them. They get them toys. When they get Duke toys, these little toys come with batteries that make crazy sounds and lights, and it's just very obnoxious. So we just didn't put the batteries in his toys. He just had this toy. It was a gift, and he loved it. Little trucks. He was stoked on it. Until one day, Duke found out that these toys take batteries. Put the batteries in, and what happens? Turn on the, turn on the car. That's a whole nother experience. That's a whole nother world with this gift. There is a whole nother world and experience with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yeah. You are still a Christian. They were still believers. When you become a Christian, you become a believer, you get saved, you get sealed with the Holy Spirit. So this is not a less of a Christian without spirit filled. This is a lot of times there's some debate in churches where like, well, if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you're less than. It's kind of an attitude. BTW, the believers in Acts, were, they've only been believers for like 50 days and the Holy Spirit came. So 50 days, that's a new believer. They didn't have to take a course or a class or serve at a certain level. They didn't have to arrive in their thinking. You see what I'm saying? This is just, they were unaware of the Holy Spirit. Some of us are unaware that we, the Holy Spirit just charges us up. It's like, just, it's a dad hack, right? Some of you are like, that's a good trick right there. Okay. Number two. Mm. Some people, this is another category, are resisting the Holy Spirit. They push back on the Holy Spirit because of something they've seen right, on TV or a weird experience or maybe they've been somewhere and there's been like, like a power of uh, suggestion or like maybe you got some prayer and someone's like, why are you pushing me? You know what I mean? Why? Okay. I don't know. Don't touch me. That's just, dude, it's weird. So they push back. I don't want anything. If that's the Holy Spirit, I don't want nothing to do with it. We shouldn't let weird or people ruin our experience of the Holy Spirit. For instance, last week, me and Matt take our boys to see the Padre game. We're there. We're all the Little League kids. Bottom of ninth, two out, bases loaded. I'm not going to say who he was. Full count. Bases loaded. Bottom of ninth. Looks at strike three. Game over. We lose. Oh, my goodness. In front of all these kids, what up? As coach, will we say, swing the bat? Come on! This guy gets millions of dollars. What's he doing? <laughs> oh my goodness. 
we had to, you know, because of one player doing something that's kind of right, we're still a Padres fan. We're still going to pay a lot of money and go sit in the nosebleeds. We're still Padres fans. Hopefully you guys are Padres fans or whatever. But the thing is, don't let someone's bad experience or error, right, blow it for us. And we've all kind of had those. So that's, that's kind of like, don't push away. A lot of people push away the still small voice of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit speaks to us is in a still small voice. He asks us to do something for somebody else that probably doesn't benefit us or our time or resources and inconvenience. That's probably the Holy Spirit telling you to do this. Because it's probably not yourself telling you to do this because yourself, you want to protect yourself, comfortable. I'm just looking about for myself. But the Holy Spirit prompts you to give someone or to pray for someone or share with someone or serve someone. And you push that away. You keep pushing that away. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it, right? The Holy Spirit's a person. He's a friend. What if you keep pushing your friend away? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to, uh, la, la, la. I don't want to hear it. Don't tell him what to do. The Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not going to keep pushing himself on you, right? So some people push away the Holy Spirit. And I pray, you know, if that's, if that's you, Holy Spirit, please speak to people right now. <laughs> don't push away the Holy Spirit. He's your friend. So why do people live spirit-less lives? They're unaware. We want to make you aware of the Holy Spirit today and this next couple of weeks. Number two, people push away because of just, they just don't want to hear it. They resist. If you keep resisting, your hearts become hard. This is what Jesus was telling the Pharisees, right? You don't know, you don't know him because you don't know the power of God. You don't know the scriptures and you don't know the power of God. There's a power of God that's available to us. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's a, not a natural power. That's a supernatural power. And we can, it's available to us. You don't have to know a whole lot about the Holy Spirit. These believers, they're new believers. They knew nothing. They were afraid. They were hiding. They're new believers. And they were just hungry and willing and yielded to more. And that's not something we can push on you. That's just something, that's a gift. It's a gift from God. Just say, receive more. We've been preparing to receive more. Last week we talked about just dying to yourself. Prayer house is an opportunity just to receive, just be more, sit in the presence of God. God's presence is what transforms our life. This is not just intellectual things that change our life. That's one part of your brain, just the Holy Spirit is an experience, right? People who are filled with the Holy Spirit say there is an experience. There's something that happened to my body. It's an experience. And we can't help but sometimes people move and dance or whatever it is or cry or feel like laughter or joy. It's an experience. When you love somebody, there's an experience. It's not just an intellectual love, right? <clears throat> there's both. So here's three internal workings. Man, I got to get through this. I had to cut this message down. So I had three weeks. We'd go four weeks. You guys come back, come back next week. We're talking about the power of the Holy Spirit. So here we go. Three internal workings. Now here's the notes. You guys are quiet today. That's okay. <clears throat> All exhausted from the sun yesterday. Three internal works of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. 
That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The work of the Holy Spirit is to convict us of sin. <clears throat> You're like, my wife does that to me all the time. She, she's not the Holy Spirit, right? A lot of times we want to be the Holy Spirit in someone's life. And what happens? People just push us away. That's not your job. Again, Jesus didn't come to fix your life. He came to forgive you. The Holy Spirit draws people and convicts us of sin. John 16, 8, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, he will convict the whole world of sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. If something is not right in your life or not lining up in your life, the Holy Spirit will convict you of sin. You have this like, it's, I don't want to say moral because we're not, we're not a moralism. Moralism doesn't, is not Christianity. That's moralism. That's doing good works, trying to earn. This is the Holy Spirit convicting you of wrong things and also convicting you to do something for God. <laughs> he convicts you. He draws you to him. Many of you are being drawn to the Holy Spirit right now. You're here for a reason. He's drawing you. We pray outside in a prayer circle. Lord, Holy Spirit, move in San Diego. Draw people. Get them out of bed. Wake. I want to sleep in. Yes. Get out of bed. Let's go. Let's go to a gathering. A whole bunch of gatherings in San Diego. And they're drawn. Some of you are drawn here. Some of you are drawn a lot of different churches. The Holy Spirit draws you. He draws you here. And he reveals truth to you. Is this making, is this? You writing this down? Okay, good. Number two, the Holy Spirit, I love this one, will comfort you. Will comfort you, give you a big hug. <laughs> Some of you guys need comfort today. John 14, 16. And I will pray the Father and he shall give you another comforter. Say comforter. That he may abide with you forever. Some of us are going through incredible tough times and trials and you need a comforter. The Holy Spirit is the best comforter because it's a supernatural comfort. If you know someone filled the Holy Spirit, you'd be like, how come they seem so joyful and they're able to go through life even though you know they're going through something like traumatic or like really tough? There's the Holy Spirit in your life. Without the Holy Spirit, most people go to other things to comfort them. Yeah? Those things are usually temporary things and usually cause destruction. It's a lie. People are hurting and they're comfort. That's why a lot of people, they, you see them doing a lot of different things to, for comfort. It's dangerous, right? Because they don't have the Holy Spirit in their life to comfort. It's a supernatural comfort. And then here's one, another one I chose. There's a lot I could have chosen, like a bunch of things the Holy Spirit does in your life. Next week is the Holy Spirit moving through your life for the power to, to be in the world. That's what he actually equipped us for, to be in the world, on mission, speaking his truth, right? proclaiming good news, loving on the world. Today, last one, the Holy Spirit will counsel you. John 16, 3. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He gives you discernment 
and direction. We've been watching a lot of like Marvel movies and they have all these like earpieces. Yeah? Although they have all these earpieces or they go like this and they can like all work as a team, be strategic and tactical with their superpowers. Right? Would you guys like kind of cool, right? As you're a kid, you're like, I want that in the earpiece. Those earpieces are cool. How much does it cost? Can I get it on Amazon? I don't know. But it's like the little earpiece. And he sees everything that's going on and he guides you. You have to listen. He counsels you through. What am I supposed to do? Ask the Holy Spirit. He's a wonderful counselor, right? Mighty God, Prince of Peace. He's everlasting and he loves you and he sees you. He knows your beginning. He knows your end. He knows all your whole life and he will guide you in his truth. How is the Lord leading me? I don't know if this is from God. Where am I supposed to go? Well, he's not going to guide you in a way that's counter to the Bible, right? So we have to be in our Bible, be in the word. You can't be aware of what God wants you to do if you're not in his word. God speaks to us most clearly and most accurately. How? In the Bible. You read the Bible, and then when the Holy Spirit prompts you or guides you, those will line up. And if someone who is filled with the Holy Spirit, oftentimes in our prayer, people up here praying, filled the Holy Spirit, they may have hear from the Holy Spirit and share something with you, that's going to line up with the Word of God. It's supposed to line up with the Word of God, right? <laughs> if someone tells you something outside the Word of God, that's not from the Holy Spirit. They're either manipulating you or they're using power over you or you're in a cult. Okay, I'm just saying. Marry me, and everybody's going to get married. What the heck am I doing here? Okay. Holy Spirit, activate. That's what you do. This Holy Spirit, activate, activate, activate. Right? There you go. Okay. Uh, application. Here's my application for you guys. Our prayer as a team and pastor is, I pray that you become aware, oh, of the Holy Spirit. Oh, Holy Spirit, yeah. You, if you've come from maybe like at a gross generalization of traditional church, God's word, right? And they maybe haven't been taught Holy Spirit. Welcome to the Holy Spirit. Maybe you've been a church of like super charismatic where they're dancing and just, just stuff's going on and people are falling out. We're not saying that cannot happen. That'd be awesome. If God moves and I fall over or start laughing, and I'm not saying that's not going to happen, but it, it could be a little weird, but the Holy Spirit's weird. Christians are weird anyway, right? And there's order, so usually it doesn't happen because it's like, that's just way too weird. And we have a lot of um, visitors, so, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> this is not, this is, yeah. We're already kind of strange, right? We eat, we eat raw fish here. That's weird, okay? Even for the fishermen. Okay, uh, you have hungry, hunger for more of the Holy Spirit. That Aloha Church would be a, People who are hungry for more of God, more of the truth, more of the Holy Spirit, not just more intellectual knowledge and good thoughts and an inspirational sermon, but we would be hungry for God to move through us. Amen. That's what I hunger for, more of God to move through us. That is a big prayer. If you're not a church person, you're here, like not a church person, you're like, why'd I come on the Holy Spirit Day? Well, hey, at least you didn't come. We're talking about the tithing day, right? <laughs> we got to talk about that soon, too. Okay, but 
Jesus, the Holy Spirit's mentioned like 800 times in the Bible. So not a church person. God's drawing you here. Maybe you're here and you're like, oh, there's something in my heart that's, I just feel feeling in your heart of something drawing me to God. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit. Yield to him. He wants to change your life. Say yes to Jesus today. Say yes. Repent your mind. Change your mind towards how God operates in your life in the world. He's a good dad. And Jesus is asking for this on our behalf. And he wants to fill with the power of the Holy Spirit so you live a, a, not a natural life because you've been already trying to live a natural life. And it's not working. It's going to come up never enough. It's not enough to be moral and try harder and sin less and be disciplined and determined not to do this and try. That's not the life that Jesus promises us. It's not. That's not the full life. That's a busier, exhausting life. That's a religious life, okay? Jesus hung on the cross. I said, religion's done. I am here. Wow, and then he left and said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Receive it. It's for all of us. You have to believe this. If you are a believer today, but maybe, maybe you feel like, I'm kind of maybe living a spirit-less life. I just feel dull and dry, like I'm trying, but I'm just, I just feel like there's no power in my life. Receive the Holy Spirit. We're going to be talking about this. Come, ask for prayer. It's nothing, it's not, this is not for the spiritually elite. It's not. You'll learn these believers got it on, day of Pente- on the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit came. was 50 days later. Just 50 days. That's it. And that was a subsequent, subsequent power of the Holy Spirit. Trick question for the Bible scholars. When did the disciples receive the Holy Spirit? Answer, not on Pentecost. It was John 20, 21. When Jesus raised from the dead, he's walking with them and he breathed on them the Holy Spirit. They're like, oh. And they, and they opened their minds. They had the Holy Spirit. That was their um, like born again experience. And then they waited for the Holy Spirit to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If they didn't have to wait for the Holy Spirit to then be witnesses in the world, then that Acts 2 day of Pentecost wouldn't have happened. Just a little something in your brain there. Lord Jesus, thank you. Holy um, Worship team, come up. Lord Jesus, thank you for an opportunity to try to tackle this subject of the Holy Spirit that you promised us. It can get tricky, Jesus. And I know I've sat in some churches and I'm like, I am out of here. I've also learned in 30 years to say, you know what, if it's from God, I want it. If it's from God, it's true. I want, I want more of you, Jesus, because I can't put you in a box. My mind's not that smart. I don't know everything about the Bible and how you work, Lord. Lord, I want to put you in a box. And Lord, I want to be filled and touched by your Holy Spirit. I do not want to be a dad in the natural, a husband in the natural. I definitely don't want to lead a church with my natural skills and abilities. Lord, I need you personally. And Lord, I know a lot of people here want more, Lord. This world is so crazy and gnarly and dark and confusing. And we're trying to raise our kids and navigate. It is tough. So Lord, we need your wisdom from heaven. And Lord, as we talk about the Holy Spirit, we know 
We know that whenever the Holy Spirit shows up somewhere, Satan shows up as a counterfeit. And the counterfeit stuff usually gets videoed and put on Instagram and they say, see, see, look, you see how weird that is? <laughs> That's the enemy. So Lord, I pray against any enemy, Lord. I pray against any counterfeit spirits or anything that's like distracting from the truth that we would be filled and be a church community that is safe to experience your overflowing power. Lord, I pray for those to receive salvation today in Jesus' name that you would draw people to you, Lord. Not because I said the right prayer or checked the box, but you would draw people. They would sense something different. And then, Lord, for the believers, Lord, we don't question whether they love Jesus, whether they're going to church or serving or in a, whatever it is, Lord, but maybe they're just unaware or they've been resisting. God, I pray that you'd break through that. Their Holy Spirit power would penetrate hurts, church hurts, whatever it is. Too many Instagrams. I pray that you would break through and fill them up this week. Lord, pray for prayer house to wash over San Diego and just be a, ex, ex, people would experience you, Lord. Because walking with you is an experience. We feel different feels and there's an overflowing joy. Maybe there's tears and laughter and dancing. And Jesus, we want more of you because that's what you promised. In Jesus' name, fill us up. Amen. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha. Aloha.